Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. You made it for us to rejoice and be glad in. And we are glad in this day, Lord. We're glad because you make us glad. We don't have to have have anything going on in particular to gladden us. You make us glad. So we bring gladness into our situation today. Open up our our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our hearts to to believe and our hearts to be softened to your will today, Father. Thank you so much for what you're going to do today. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. I thought I would deviate a little bit today when we first, uh, well, when the pandemic started, the Lord told me to focus on, pray, on uh, healing and faith, faith and healing. So that's what we've been obedient to focus on that. Uh, but I've been noticing a need for us to lay down now some revelation and some understanding of things that we need to address in this current, uh, spiritual climate so that we can, uh, you know, get some revelation on things that we, uh, we need to address as watchmen. This is our assignment, folks. This is just, I don't just sit and make up stuff, so give us more to do. These are mandates from God. I wouldn't know what to make up anyway. You understand what I ain't that smart. And so we just have to do what we're assigned to do. We are servants of God. We're not his boss. He don't need a boss. And, uh, you know, he's God all by himself. Amen. <laughs> we don't need no boss. But he has instructed me to um, just share some things with you, some insights into some current issues that need to be addressed by the church uh, so that th- this is our job to do the spiritual. You know, uh, we, we elect politicians to do natural things, amen, and and you, you have a family structure where God is in charge and, and, you know, the husband being the head of the household and then the wife and the children under them, there's a structure that takes care of everything. You know, the family takes care of family life, and God takes care of all of us. But when there's conflict or there's there's a difficulty, that needs to be addressed, and we need to add that to our prayer regimen. We need to pray about these things and make sure that we keep them under authority, under God's authority, so that his plan can be realized in the earth. And so there's some some issues that have come up recently, you know, not recent recent, but it, it, it there's been an awareness I think on the part of of myself and I think maybe more people, more Christians, uh, more people what we would 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 on the on a natural scope um, uh, conservative as far as their politics are concerned, whatever however you want to name these people, uh, it just seems that there's been more information uncovered about things that really have gone unnoticed so that you know I get more and more of a picture of what the enemy was really after with the pandemic. See, with shutting things down and closing things down. Now we see, now that they're open back up again, and, and uh, you can go to uh, different websites. You're not going to find this on, you know, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, and all those people. They're there to paint a picture for you that they want to paint. 
So you might have to go online. I thank God for the Internet. You can go online and dig around and find out some of these things to see exactly what's happening. Social media, a lot of the social media won't show you things that you need to see. You know, they they censor everything because everybody wants to paint a picture that they want people to believe so that we won't know what's really going on. And when we started this ministry, the Lord would tell us, he, he would say, just clip clip news articles to find out what how your prayers are going he gave us what to pray for and we would find out if there was progress and stuff from the news but now you can't depend on the news to be news anymore it's all opinion and it's all really liberal opinion it's it's not anything that they shut god out of everything so you know that seed of 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 uh taking prayer out of schools that started back in the 60s, that thing is still bearing fruit. Amen. It hasn't been totally cut off uh, from the roots, but but we're working on it, amen, because when things get popular to to the natural realm, they just spread like wildfire. You know, things that are, are important in the realm of the spirit, God knows how to pass them around in his church and among his intercessors. We pick it up by the spirit. But they have a pipeline that's that's broader than ours where they can just begin to announce things and people start to believe it. And so as as the church, we have to be discerning. You just can't believe everything that you hear, and especially if it agrees with your flesh. It, you know, you don't have it doesn't line up with scripture, you don't have to check it out with uh you know you don't get a chance to check it out biblically and and a lot of people are just new christians all the time god's bringing new people into into his kingdom and many of them don't have the grounding in the word and have the discernment to be able to tell good from evil the right way and so it's up to those of us who are assigned to do these things to pray and and keep a a um uh a purity in the word and a purity in the spirit and a purity in the church, what we teach in the church, so that people can stay on God's side. Because it's easy to veer off the road if you're not hearing the right things and you're not hearing them the right way. And especially if they're being adopted by people uh, who are important and have a voice and, and who who are believable and, and people who uh, enforce their ideas by telling you you can't say certain things. See, we, we live in a free speech nation. But we're being told now and, and for some time now about how to be correct in our speech. And we can't say certain things. And, you know, this is where the church always gets rebuked by the world because when we say things that are against any kind of sin, we're, we're considered to be haters. You know, that's hate speech. And they want to shut it down. And so you have to be bold as a preacher to continue to tell the truth because that's the only way you're going to help people. You know, lies don't help us. Amen. That's why we got saved. Remember? The lies we were being told and believed did not help. And so we're, we need to understand this, this warfare that's being uncovered now in so many different areas and what's being affected and why it's being affected that way. So one of the things that we need to address is what what I'm calling the war against children and the family. Amen. And the war against uh uh well it's always the unborn is is you know that that's been always there. But 
but to kill off humanity and the ones that are left to pervert humanity and to keep humanity from from increasing. See, this goes way back to the garden. Be fruitful and multiply. The devil hates that. He hates the fact that, that see, he stuck with the number of demons he was able to steal from heaven. He doesn't increase at all. Amen. His kingdom has to stay. He's got who he got, and that's so his. He's limited, so he doesn't have that power. But he does have the power of influence, and so he tries to increase his influence in the hearts and the minds of people. And so, but he has always warred against the woman, the man, and their seed. You see that in the garden. He wanted to stop the increase. The minute God told the woman and the man, be fruitful, multiply, increase, replenish the earth, subdue it, the devil freaked out. Because he said, here these these people are made in God's image and there's going to be more of them. I hate God. The devil, he can't do nothing but hate. He don't love nobody now. But he wanted to take over heaven and take it from God. So he hates God. He hates man who is made in God's image. He hates the fact that we have privileges in God that he doesn't have. He hates the fact that we can speak the way God speaks and it'll happen. God will tell the devil to shut up in a minute. Amen? And make him shut up. So he's still under God's control, but the way he gets back at God is he influences that species made in his image and that's me and you so if he can in, in, in if he can uh uh pervert our our reproduction if he can pervert our blessing if he can make us greedy for financial gains say for instance god says everything you set your hand to will prosper well, the devil says you're going to have to work by the sweat of your brow. So then we get saved and, and we begin to prosper again. Well, how can he stop that? He does it by perverting it. Gets us greedy for more faster than when God would give it to us. And we make mistakes with our money and he can get into them that way. His is always perverted influence over us so that we can miss what God wants. So that we can veer off the main highway, get over in the ditch, and then then when you get in the ditch because you miss God, you're going to stay there for a minute because you're mad at yourself because you miss God. Then you don't know if he's going to forgive you again because you done messed up again. You understand what I'm saying? This is a game he plays with us. And so he does things to influence humanity to go his way. Why? So that we won't prosper. We won't increase. We won't multiply. We won't subdue the earth and take it away from him. See, if we could, if we command the earth to, to produce the way God wants it to, we take it away from the devil because he's got to leave what he's holding down. Amen? He can't hold on to what he's trying to hold on to anymore. 
Amen. And so there are some things that we need to address and, and we're going to pray, you know, toward the end so that we can, can tie this up and, and continue to pray this way and continue to put these things under, put him under our feet and make him let go of these things he's holding up to because the devil don't create nothing. He steals everything. And when, when he, he likes something, he'll pervert it. Amen. So that it fits his needs. And so we, we need to do these now these things i've been noticing just in in what i've gotten from from news that i i i look at news from all kinds of different angles and and you find stories of what's you know going on here and and you you follow some of the people that that you know who are are know these things are illegal all the christian uh, ministries that are doing lawsuits to get these laws reversed where the devil has snuck in and made it a law that you have to do this and you can't do that. They're fighting to get these things reversed, but, but they feel kind of frustrated because they feel, well, how did all of this happen all at one time, you see? And so this is part of the enemy's strategy to take us, catch us off guard and shock us, you know, uh, Christians, you know, we we hear about stuff and instead of taking it to the throne, we take it to other people, we gossip about it, talk about how bad it is, and I couldn't believe this and I can't well what are you praying about it? And they shut up. You understand what it's we have to stop that. You're you're not in a news pipeline, you're not a broadcaster for bad news. You're somebody who understands this is my responsibility to stop this. God's given me authority to stop this. You understand what I'm saying? I got power. I don't have to whine about stuff and I don't have to talk about how bad it is, how shocked I am. And that's just pitiful. It's no, it ain't. It's your job to make it stop. Amen. And so let's cut out this whining and emotionalizing about everything and going on and on like we have no power. Amen. You do. You do have authority over all the works of darkness. So if you want to make notes, I've got, I've got a list of items here that just really need to be addressed along with this list. God, I said, Lord, we got to do something here and, and maybe just taking this day. I don't know if we'll do it again or, or do this, but we need to incorporate it in our prayers and, uh, just so, so we'll, we'll understand what we're up to. So, uh, these satanic clubs that have gotten permission to meet in the elementary schools after school is over. So some years back, they, they kicked all the Christian clubs out and the Christian lawyers went to court to get permission and, and uh, we got one permission for Christian clubs to again meet, but not during school time after school. So you still can't pray during school time. Can't talk about God during school time. But after school, those facilities are allowed to be used by everybody. Uh, Christian clubs got the right to do it. So the satanic clubs are calling themselves a church. They call themselves a satanic church. And so they have been getting uh, permission to meet in schools. Now, I remember when this thing started in Michigan, it was probably about five or six years ago, and we prayed and they stopped. Amen. 
but now I see they popping up other places. So this is the way the devil is. He he's relentless. He doesn't stop. So we can stop him again. Now there's one in a school in Ohio. I understand they got a club somewhere in Ohio, satanic something. Did you did I send that to you, Miss Nola? Um, we need to print that out though. We will so that we can. Um, uh, properly address this and find out all the other states that they're meeting in and cut this thing off at the root because the, and they are disguising what they do they got a little cartoon satan satan is fun and you know all this kind of stuff now there is a a christian club called the good news club and the gentleman who is in charge of that um says that they have over 400 chapters and he claims that these satanic clubs don't stay around very long, but I see them increasing. I don't know where he's counting from, but I wouldn't take that for granted. You know, you still need to pray. You just, you know, people will say things sometimes just to make themselves seem like they got it under control. Uh, the Satanists don't have nothing over us, you know, and yada, yada. Very often if these clubs are teaching anything, it's kind of a watered down form of Christianity. So we still need to pray for them that what they are teaching takes hold because the enemy knows how to come in and make stuff start sound fun. And you're trying, you're being a little more serious and teaching them the Ten Commandments and stuff like that. And they'll do some little funny cartoon Satan thing. And pretty soon everybody's over there with the fun club, you see. And so you have to make sure you pray effectively. And pray that, that these children get discernment. You pray that their parents get interested and the parents get involved so that they can, uh, uh, guard over, because they are the authorities over their children's lives. Amen. God gives us children so that we can take care of them and be responsible for them. And God honors that responsibility. Amen. So he will never take that away from the parents and or guardians. Sometimes children have other guardians in their lives. And so he will put the power back into there. So the satanic clubs that are meeting in elementary schools, and I think there's probably around somewhere over a dozen to maybe 20 chapters in 20 different states. So this isn't a small thing. You understand what I'm saying? And they're they're just going and making demands. You know, they get enough money, enough people to support them. And they'll go and, and print their literature and all that kind of stuff and have you make an application to join. I'll try to look official. Amen. And so this, this needs to stop. The other thing is this thing they call the drag queen story hour where they have it in children and schools and bars and there are parents that sit there while they do this. And this is not just some, some woman fully dressed like, I mean some man fully dressed like a woman. This is, they are, they're in, uh, uh, you know, very, very little clothing when they do these things. And uh, dancing in front of these children, making lewd uh, advances. Now, it's pretty much known, many of the people when you talk to them that are homosexual will tell you that they were either molested or something like that when they were very small. And, and so this is what they call grooming. And so they are overtly grooming right in front of the parents and the parents are going along with it. Now why do you think 
parents go along with stuff like that. Because liberal people have programmed their followers to not question anything. They're, the morality is gone. They, those people have long since left God. They're not scared of God. They don't want God. They've rejected God. And so they they become their own God. They have to obey what their their group tells them to do. Amen? Oh, you can't say that. Oh, you can't talk like that. You know? Anybody that tells you you can't say something, that's wrong. Amen? And I know a lot of times church people get on that. You know, watch your confession or or don't say that. You know, that that was real big when the Word of Faith movement started. Where Christians start condemning each other's words. I can't condemn your words. You say what you want to say. Now there's some things it's not wise to say if you want to see God move. But that's still your choice. You you speak out of what you believe. Amen. And so, but you have to make the decision as to whether you want to say those things or not. If it's not consistent with what you've been praying for, then don't say it. Wisdom tells you not to say that. Just say the word. You know, we're trying to speak the word. But see, the enemy will take something like that that's common in the church and then they'll pick it up and run with it. So now they've got what they call hate speech. So if we sit up and tell people and read from the Bible that man is not to lie with with man, male with female, female to female and male to male, it's an abomination to the Lord. You can't say that. That's hate speech. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's God's speech. I didn't say it, God said it. And I live by it. I'm not ashamed of it. Amen? Because I live by every word that proceeds. I, I can't pick and choose what I want to believe. But see, they have so programmed worldly people. See, a lot of these families don't go to church, don't want God, haven't been to church in generations. And they're just listening to what they hear in social media, in the news, and the news is programming them to think a certain way period so you can't think any differently you can't go on there you see a lot of these churches on television they don't even talk about uh, morality anymore they don't tell you what's right and wrong behavior and that's the foundation of our, our of our christianity is we have a moral obligation to live holy before the world but you're not allowed to talk about that what do you talk about money cars houses stuff like that as you see that in the main, you see very little where people talk about living holy before God and allowing that that light to shine so that people can be drawn to it. And so we get a lot of, of you know, it's been subtle, but now it's getting more and more overt. Because in order to stop this, you're going to have to tell somebody the way you're living is wrong. Whether it sounds hateful or not, you have to tell them that. Why? Because God tells, their, God tells us that. If you want to please God, you got to live a certain way. Amen? Now, he gives you the power to live that way. You know, a lot of times we don't inform people. You know, you just pray and ask God to change you. He will change you. And you won't have to feel bad about yourself. You won't have to go home depressed. You know, anybody who's in sin, don't feel good about it. Sin has pleasure only for a season. And then after the pleasure season is over, then the payoff is there. Amen. And the payoff is guilt, the payoff depression, feeling suicidal, not loving yourself, liking yourself, 
doing things that are lewd and and uh, uh, just lascivious and, and living in a, a very brazenly sinful way. You know, this people don't like living like that, even the ones that do it, but they feel compelled to live that way. So you don't want your children being told that's okay. And you don't want to set that as an example for them. Parents want to protect their children from perversion and, and harsh realities of life. You don't shrug and say, well, if that's what they want, your child doesn't know what they want until you teach them. You're there to teach them right from wrong. Amen? So why don't you start there and then see where it goes? But you don't shrug your shoulders. And, you know, people would say, well, I'm not going to force them to go to church. Why not? The devil will force them to go everywhere else. Amen? No, what's wrong with people? You know, you're going to have to, you know, that rod of discipline is for everybody. And that, that spirit of rebe- rebellion is in everybody. Your kids will rebel against you just because it's you. You know, that's just, they say no at a very early age. Amen? The first thing when they get up and start walking on their own, the first thing you hear, you go to, go to hold their hand, they snatch it away. No. Huh? So that seed of rebellion is in all people. Amen? And so, so, and that thing has, they kids have to be disciplined. They have to be taught and told right from wrong. Don't let them learn by experience everything. It's not necessary. Amen. They can learn by respecting you and what you tell them. Pornographic books used as textbooks and as library books in elementary school. They have those now. They give graphic instruction to children on homosexual behavior, homosexual encounters, all of that. It's in the school libraries, folks. I see so many uh, 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 videos of parents confronting school board people and reading them. I found this in my child's library. My child brought this home from school and said this, the teacher gave this to them. You got me? So these things are being distributed freely to your children, your grandchildren. Amen. Everywhere. The other thing is this uh, mocking womanhood. And that's the only way you can describe it. It's a mockery. It's not anything but that. Where men compete against women in women's sports. They've been allowed to do this. Why? Because we don't tell the obvious. We, we have stopped stating the obvious. You're not a woman, you're a man, you just got some funny clothes on, but you ain't even fooling nobody. You don't even look good, you don't even look like a woman, you look like a man with a woman's clothing on. And that's it. But we start honoring these people, we start lifting, we don't, but the world does. Caitlyn Jenner was woman of the year. She wasn't even a woman a year. Just got some surgery and they start telling her she's woman of the year. Well, what happened to women who were born women? They get pushed aside. Same thing with, with, uh, uh, okay, so that's men competing against women in women's sports. You don't happen to see it the opposite way, now do you? 
So this is a this is a put down of women. This is a this is a war against womanhood. Why? Because the devil's after the seed. Amen. Always. Any way he can pervert womanhood or kill it outright, this what he does. Let me just read Genesis real quick so people will, you know, people start, hey, where she get that from? I read my Bible. I don't know what you do all day, but I read. Amen. Amen. Genesis 3.14, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because you have done this, deceive the woman and the man. They were not uh, rebels. They got deceived, folks. Just like you do when you think something is on sale and you go use your credit card and they you get to the cash register and it's full price and you buy it anyway. You are cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon your belly you shall go, and thus you shall eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity or or strife between you be enemies with you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. And it shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Amen. So this enmity or this this contention between the woman and the serpent has always been there, is always going to be there until Jesus comes. And this is part of the war we have to fight. Amen. And and men need to step up and speak up and protect women when this start stuff starts. Because these are men coming against humanity in the female form. And where are the men who speak up and say, hey man, go sit down somewhere. You a man. Get out of here. Leave this alone. Amen. But see, all everybody's scared. Oh, that's hate speech. You can't talk like that to them. You just got to accept it. And men know in their hearts it's not right. But they don't say anything. See, the enemy has got everybody silenced. It's the church's job to speak up. We were told to go preach, right? The main thing we have going for us is our words. And we influence by words. We can't get out there and fist fight people. So we influence with our words. So we need to speak up everywhere. Everywhere God opens a door, you speak up. But this stuff has been going on forever. We got multi-million dollar ministries on TV and everywhere else, and it never gets spoken about. Because they're scared of being put off television. Well, get put off television. You ain't have no television. The, The early church founders didn't have TV. They went out in the streets. They didn't even have a bullhorn. At least you got a megaphone. You got you can put your little boom box up there and get your message out. So what if you get put off television? TV didn't make you. God made you. So there's men competing against women in women's sports. Men in women's locker rooms. At gyms and public restrooms, men taking showers in women's showers. Anything to embarrass, push, push aside and get the woman out of the way. Why? He hates her because he hates her seed. Men in women's prisons. Transgender men 
say they they don't feel comfortable. They insist that they be treated like women. So now they let them go and be in women's prisons and assaulting the women that are there. The minute the guards' backs are turned, the women get assaulted. Well, how would you like to have a, 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 a female in your family made a mistake and had to spend time in jail? And this happened to her. Repeatedly. And they claim they can't do anything about it. Trans men being named woman of the year. Taking over. Companies, they call them woke. W-O-K-E, woke companies. That I guess they woke to the fact that there's, they like perversion. I don't know what else they could be woke to. But they promote transgenders as females, as legitimate females. This recent thing with Bud Light, with this little skinny anorexic little boy running around with a wig on and supposed to be their spokesperson. Now, now they're firing the, the people at the company that, that started this, but they all went along with it. You're not, you, you're a multi-billion dollar company and you're going to let them, you know, start a campaign, increase your sales, and you don't approve it? So now they finally fired that person. Why? They lost about four billion dollars overnight. What they didn't count on was conservative people not liking it and saying so. Amen? And just not buying it anymore. Amen? So Bud Light lost about $4 billion. And, and see, when you lose that kind, that comes off the price of the stock. So it's not just the crazy woke people that work there. It's the, it's the shareholders now. So when you have to deal with the money people, everybody straightens up. You got me? So, so conservatives just let them know they didn't like it. They quit buying it. And, you know, there's so many, been so many, uh, TikTok videos of them blowing up Bud Light and shooting it and all that kind of stuff. Amen. I would say the message came along loud and clear. Amen. So they're working on Nike now. I guess Nike has a sports bra. They were letting the same little man that's parading as a, a, a woman. Had him as a spokesperson for the Nike sports bra. What happened to the women they used to? The women athletes, they would always get a well-known woman athlete to endorse their products. Now they got a man masquerading as a woman doing it. Why? Why do you think people do stuff like this? Because they have been indoctrinated to believe that they have to go along with every perversion that's out there. Non-stop. You can't say no. You gotta say it's okay. Even though in your heart you don't believe it's okay. In the English Parliament recently, all the men came in and walked around in high heels. I'm gonna say it again. Those are their lawmakers. They all came in all one day, just all of them just parading around Parliament, walked around in high heels. They all wore high heels. We have laws now that prevent anybody 
whether it's a psychiatrist, a pastor, a minister, uh, anybody from counseling people against a homosexual lifestyle. It's referred to as hate speech. Amen. They fought, call it conversion therapy, where it's, it's not wrong for the devil to convert them to, to like somebody they're not supposed to like. They're not naturally drawn to that person. But when you try to tell them the truth, then you're doing conversion therapy. And that's illegal in most states. You got me? Churches have drag queen preacher day where they let them do the service. Amen? Churches now ordain homosexuals. And have homosexual ministers in Christian churches. Now they won't go to the Muslims and try this. They won't go to the Buddhists and try this. They want to, they respect them. But why do they want to go into Christian churches? Because that's where the power is. The Buddhists don't have no, them people don't have no power. They, the devil don't want that. He wants to to take the power away from the people who rightfully have it. He hates God. He hates Jesus. hates us. Especially hates Christians. If he can get us to swallow some of his malarkey, he'll give it to you all day long. Amen? So, ordaining homosexuals, homosexual ministers, and homosexual gay churches. Amen? And straight people sit up and listen to that. Cause they think they're, they think that's love. See, they've been, their minds have been twisted. And they're so afraid of being name called. When, when you're, when you're a Christian, you're supposed to be used to it. You're supposed to be used to Percy. Come on now. They don't even know who we are. The devil's, you know, he has no clue. He's just being evil the way he's programmed to be. And taking as many people with him as he can. Amen? So, so, people, they think they're being loving. Cause they don't know what the love of God is. They don't get in your, you don't get in your Bible long enough to get really converted so your heart's changed to love what God loves and hate what he hates. You can listen to anything and say, oh, I can't say that because they get mad at me when they call me this, they call me that. Well, the accuser of the brethren has been accusing us before we even got here. Amen? He's already been cast down. He got no power over us unless we give it to him. Being careful about what you say, how you say it, that's never been love. You can When you're in the, a church, you can see through the fake people. The ones that put on and act like they love everybody. When they get home, they can't wait to talk about, oh, do you see Pastor? Well, you see what she was saying? Oh, it's, well, that's not loving. What happened to your love all of a sudden? Amen. So when you're in the world, you don't have anything else. We have the real thing. See, we can let God work on us so, so we can stop hating so much. Amen. You gotta learn to love. With God's love. It don't come natural. Get real. And you have a tough time getting over yourself many times. <laughs> to really love people. Amen. Amen. So let's quit playing these games here. We don't need to put on and pretend anything. 
Amen? Just stay with what God gives you. Let them call you names. Let them talk about you. Let them say you shouldn't say this and you shouldn't say that. Amen? Let them say it. They don't have a heaven to take you to or a hell to put you in either one. God's the final judge over your life. You don't want you don't want to get on God's bad side. Amen. You want to stay on the Lord's side. Okay, so ordaining homosexuals, homosexual ministers in churches. Laws there are laws now that if if one of one parent wants to tr- what they call transition a child from either female to male or male to female, if somehow one of these goofy parents gets the idea that's a boy and not a girl. Now, we've all been indoctrinated by it to some because they've had that um, a, a TLC channel has had that uh, boy girl on there for years. Uh, I am Jazz. That started out as a boy. Now she's a she's she's an experiment, is what I would call it. That's all these kids are. They're experiments. They have to give them female hormones in excess, so much excess. If that child lives very long, she'll probably have cancer. All the things that, that female hormones, when they're uh, out of control in a normal woman's body, you know, they feed tumors. You know, we haven't seen the end of a lot of this stuff because uh, female birth control pills have had excesses of female hormones in them. So we still haven't seen enough generations to know, and, and we see an increase in tumors everywhere, cancer everywhere. It's rampant. Why? Because we keep playing around with hormones in people. Amen? You know, when you're a young woman, they give you the birth control pill. When you're middle-aged, they want to give you estrogen. It's just always pumping hormones. So now they're pumping them into young people. They give them what they call puberty blockers. Now, in case you don't know, if it's given to a man, it's the same drug that's legal to give to um, uh, sex offenders, serial rapists. And when you give it to them, it's for chemical castration. So they're chemically castrating young boys. Because somebody said they want to be a girl. Huh? And parents promote it. But there are laws. Now, I don't know if it's state to state or what it is, but um, if you refuse, if one parent wants the kid to change their their sex as much as you can, you can't change your sex. You just masquerade who you really are that's all it is and they they want that child to be the sex they were born they're told they can't do it so the parent that wants them perverted get has more power in the court system than the one that wants the kid to be normal and there are many fathers that go along with this got me Weak, milk-toast men, dominated by some crazy female. Amen? Instead of packing up your kids, <laughs> changing their name, go to another country. 
You know, they're going to have to do what women used to do to get away from a crazy spouse. You got deranged women now that think this is something to do. People want to be important. They want to be noticed. And unfortunately, many parents work that out through their children. Now, you see kids get dragged around from here to pillar to post because the parents want them to be famous because parents want to be famous. You got it? It's how they live through them. Well, even check with God say, is this what you really want for my child? Or They all like attention. Everybody does. So, so uh, there are laws now that prevent one parent who goes against this from taking their child and insisting that child be normal, what they were born to be. So they give puberty blockers to children. And your child, in many states, your child can can talk to a counselor. And if they tell them the right things, their t- counselors will tell them, well, we can give you some pills because you think you're a female or a male. And they don't have to tell the parents. All of this without parental consent. They've been doing it with birth control for for decades now. That's been a rule almost forever. That your kid can come in and tell them they're sexually active and they'll give them birth control and you don't even know anything about it. Before the United Nations right now, there is a declaration to decriminalize pedophilia. That's why when Trump was president, remember he kept saying, we need to get out of the United Nations. He wanted to because of financial reasons, because they never pay for anything they want. He said, they make our country pay for everything. So him being a businessman, he's going to come uh, uh, toward it from a different angle and wanting to preserve our money. you got to be careful how you spend the taxpayer's money. But now they want to decriminalize pedophilia. So all these human trafficking rings that there are around the world, they just get stronger and people approve of it. In school, they the, the United States standing as far as academic proficiency has dropped dramatically the last 40 years. We're like at the bottom of the list. Children don't read Second grade level, third grade, that's about as much as they read coming out of high school. Math is ridiculous. And in many states, they have laws that make it so hard for magnet schools or or um, what else do they call those schools? Charter schools to get started. You got to jump through hoops to start one. Why? Because they want your kids. They don't want you to be able to teach them to read and write. They don't even teach cursive reading, writing so your kids don't have a signature anymore. And the one thing that distinguishes your, you as an adult or you as an individual is your signature, how you sign your name. All they can do is print letters now. So how's your kid going to be identified? Maybe a chip in their brain? They just scan them everywhere they go. Think about it, folks. Um, instead of teaching them basic reading, writing, and arithmetic, 
they're being uh, indoctrinated, told what things to say. You can't speak. Hate speech is wrong. You gotta gotta love people. You can't call. We we think saying people are uh, what we used to say uh, slow or learning disabled or something. You can't even label people anymore. Everybody's normal. Nobody's not normal. You understand what I'm saying? And it's not a put down. It's a description. There's ways we describe just like people who are brown are called brown people, black people, white people. It's a description of certain attributes that people have and, and certain things, certain abilities that they have. So, so this business of, of taking labels off of people, well, you gotta call them something. So you put your own label on people. Amen. You can call it, now we can use pronouns instead of male and female. You know, you, you're this pronoun or that pronoun. You, you can be called whatever you identify as something. You can be called that way. They are telling people in college this stuff. They are paying $40,000 a year for tuition to be told this kind of stuff. They're being taught a concept called critical race theory. Which to me is just to keep, you know, we've been fighting racism ever since I can remember. We thought we killed it during the 60s, but it keeps popping up again. Why? It's convenient for people politically. It's like a little political tool they pull out. See if they can make people of a certain group scared of other people. And you vote for me because they don't like you. They hate you. They're racist. So don't vote for them people over there. And they keep you scared. Anytime you tell somebody don't do something, you have to back it up with fear. Yeah, you know, that's the way you only, that's the only way you enforce it is through fear. So that's why you get people ready to snap. Sitting up watching social media all day long, being told you can't think this way, you can't talk that way. You know. We've had people bold enough to get on, on, in, in presidential speeches and say, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. See, they take your identity away from you and they think they have the power to do it. Do you understand me? So they pigeonhole you, they categorize you, they slot you in a box. I wasn't grown when Hitler took over, but I've read enough about what they did. And this seems very familiar. They start out by indoctrinating children in schools. First thing they do is give you free lunch. So now you love the school, but not for the right reasons. And they quit teaching you facts. They start teaching you what they want you to know, what they want you to believe. Hitler's, I forget what they used to call them. They had a group called the Brown Shirts that they were loyal, loyal to Der Führer. You got me? And, and they were told that they they knew more than their parents did. So they had a guard of young, very young children. That they signed up to be Nazis. They put them in uniforms and they were told if your parents read the Bible, if your parents do this, they say that, you turn them in. You let us know who they are. And they began to imprison many. Well, they left the kids orphans, so they had the government had to take care of the kids. That's where the state comes in, take care of everything. 
During the 60s, all these social programs started coming up. You know, when I was a kid, most most families had two parents in them, black as well as white. You know, there was no difference because everybody was trying to make a living. Everybody respected marriage, respected family. Now it's about 80% single mothers taking care of kids. And kids are out of control. They need two parents. Now, every now and then you can see evidence where God has graced some unfortunate person that didn't have the opportunity to have a, a good spouse or a loyal spouse or something like that. And they turn to God and God bless that single mother. He'll continue to bless people. But by and large, you need two parents. You can't be two people. You can't be two places at one time. And there are things that a man in the house will will take care of just by his presence there. A husband. Kids don't get too far out of line. The wrong kids don't come and visit at your house. Don't ever think to make excuses for being a single parent. Don't make excuses for that. God's ideal is a husband and a wife married. And children under the covenant of God, one God can honor. Now he can bless to a degree, but you can't, you'll never have the financial ability. The two parent, two are better than one. Bible says that. Don't try to, see, we get perverted in their thinking just to make it. We don't need to make up lies to, to take people out of condemnation because of the way they choose to live. You need to make up lies to do that. But if, if people could be honest, they'll tell you, I wish I had a husband. I wish I had a wife. I wish I had somebody to help me. People used to get married just so they wouldn't be alone having to fend for themselves by themselves. Amen? That was a legitimate married, well, reason to get married. Nowadays, we don't know why we get married. Think we do it for love, and then when we find out we ain't in love, we go do something else. We have no concept of what it is and what it's about, what it's for. Marriage is to stabilize humanity. You find out where there's there's lawlessness, where people don't want to obey basic laws about life. Just like the, the reason the homosexual is homosexual is an abomination, it's against life. God said, be fruitful and multiply. And the devil said, mm-mm, I ain't going to let y'all do that. I'll get men to love men and women to love men, and they'll never reproduce. Now, you find some to try and go adopt somebody, but pretty much they understand that that, that life they've chosen is not, not a family life. Every now and then, you'll find an odd one wants to really imitate a, what we call a normal married life. They'll either get some some woman that they'll inseminate, go donate their their seed, and pay some woman to carry that baby and turn it over to them. You got me? Or try to adopt. Now we're finding out that's that's weird. Nobody's overseeing these children. You got me? So we're gonna have to do some work, folks, to get things on course. Now this. You see, the devil has no limit to how far he will take things. No limit. But we are being, have children in schools are being indoctrinated rather than being taught. 
And, and we've had people to over the years that have led us on to this, that they weren't for the children in the schools, that they weren't doing the right thing in, in really working with children. If your child, if your child had some type of, uh, struggle with learning, they got pushed aside. Back in the day, we had old school teachers. They, they spent extra time with the kid. Well, you stay behind, stay after school a little bit. And then pretty soon, why my baby got to stay after school? You know, that kind of stuff. And it wasn't worth it to them to struggle with an unruly parent. But you do your child a disservice if you don't allow them to have an opportunity to use, to have their, their gifting trained. Just to learn how to read and write gives somebody an advantage in life. You can't read, you don't, you. These are basic things. But instead they teach them critical race theory, which has got a lot of people that would be friends, now they're enemies all of a sudden. See, what they didn't like about people in the 60s and 70s is we tried to get along with different races. We made the effort to get along. And you saw many people in that little hippie movement. You see blacks and whites and everybody get, you know, singing along. Kumbaya, we like to teach the world to, you know, that kind of stuff. We made the attempt to get along. And the devil saw that and hated it. So that's, now he's got people that are now, it's systemic racism. Reparations. Now where'd that come from? I thought that demon was dead. But see, you know what? People like to hold on to that. They like it. It's like a little toy they can pull out so that they can keep themselves stirred up and angry. And we're Christians. We're supposed to be peaceful people. God don't allow me to hate anybody. I don't know. He don't allow now none of his kids to hate anybody for any reason. You don't have the privilege of doing that. We got to love everybody. Get along with everybody. Now you'll see, sometimes you'll see it in, in your communities. Everybody, uh, all of a sudden you'll see an interracial couple somewhere. Well, they broke the barrier. They didn't believe the lie. They say, I'm not going to hate this person. And this person does not hate me. Now we're going backwards again. Why? It's a convenient tool for people to use, to control people. Keep you in your box hating somebody, you in your box hating somebody. Huh? Charles Manson, you know what Helter Skelter was? A lot of times we don't just, just really let people understand what this man was thinking. But he took drugs. But that doesn't mean he didn't see stuff and know stuff. He was able to get into the demonic world. And he said that he saw a vision of a race war in this country. And another country came and took over. And he said he was the messenger. He said he called it Helter Skelter. And he said he was a special messenger to start the race war. And he murdered those people out there in California so that it could be blamed on blacks. And get the race war started. 
Now, if you think I'm not telling the truth, you find some of this stuff on it. You can find anything on the Internet. You go look it up and see some of the conversations that they had with him after he was arrested. And he he said he was a prophet. And he had a lot of people following him, folks. He had the wealthy. There's a lot, a lot of them girls that loved him had buku money. So they know the devil knows where to get his start. He starts indoctrinating the wealthy. Woke corporations. Same thing over and over. It's it's the same play, folks. So they want your children. We all know about the elite, the globalists that want to take over. This. this is how they're doing it. They want to take over the world. And this pandemic was just a dry run. They're going to come back again with another excuse to shut down the economy. They're just learning where to attack. And the one thing that they can't get rid of is the church. They don't know what to do with us. Huh? They don't know what to do with us. Fortunately, there are more and more Christians, I would call them believers, but more in a secular vein. You know, some of the ones that you see with podcasts and websites and YouTube channels, all of these, they, they call themselves citizen journalists because they report facts that they see in the news. But more and more of them are saying things, well, you know, this is a spiritual war. This is every day. This is like a commentator guy, and he's got 15 million followers. And he's saying, this is a spiritual war. We have to pray about this. Oh, no, God's not going to have this country go down. God, God's going to bless this country. We're not going to be controlled by the globalists, but we have to pray. And the average preacher on television isn't telling anybody to pray. That's the last thing that comes out of their mouths. They don't pray on, in their meetings. They just open a meeting with a little prayer. But you're not going to get more than a five-minute prayer out of most of these people. Just saying. This has been prophesied already. They, they, there's been a prophecy that, that we sent that was made in the 60s, Tommy. Ooh, what's Tommy's name? I can't think of it. Uh, but but uh, he was in Argentina. He was evangelist in Argentina. And God gave him a vision. And he said that one day there would more be more believers outside of the church than inside the church. He said he saw the church as this big giant that that had was crowded around by it wasn't we it was like Gulliver that's what most people depicted as but it wasn't people but he said they were they were little organisms running in and out from under the church and they were holding the church down and the church would every now and then lift itself up but it couldn't get very far and it would fall down again and then one day those bands broke and the church rose up again but at the same time, there was more believers outside the church than inside. And we're seeing that now. If you pay attention, you know, you, you've got prophetic training. You know how to look at stuff. 
You know, the, and, and you'll see it's coming to pass. There are more people declaring the word of God and saying we need to pray and declaring prayer and declaring war against the enemy. We're not going to back down. We're going to see this happen. Now they're doing it on their level where they, they have access to things, but we have to do it on our level. We have access to the word of God. We have access to the anointing. We have more power than they do, but we've got to work in one accord with them. You can't fight against them. Well, you know, they, they ain't really Christians because they did, uh-uh. Don't even go there. You ought to know better by now. Amen. The dog, the bounty hunter broke me up of that. Judging people based on their vulgar language, which I ain't so perfect myself sometimes. You know, I don't live the frustrations they do. I don't have to go out and touch the world like they do. See, I can be a clean speech because I don't have contact with people out there like they do. But you see them cuss each other out, smoke cigarettes, and join hands and ask God to to cover them and protect them and, and help those people they apprehend. That flipped me out. I mean, I had to work on that for a, a minute. You understand what I'm saying? I said, wait a minute, God. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. And he told, no, you hold. Because I need people. Don't, didn't I tell you the laborers were few? All you're doing, you need to pray to Lord of a harvest. I get more people, but I'm not sitting somebody down that's doing my will. Dog and Beth, we get them criminals in that, that SUV and work them over, give them a cigarette, get them praying and smoking cigarettes and turn them in. What am I going to do? I'm not out, out there apprehending no criminals. I'm praying somebody get up and go do what they do. See, that'll break you from religion. Huh? That'll squeeze the last ounce of religion out of you. You know, we got people, there are a ton of Catholics on, on, uh, you know, on the internet, on podcasts and so forth. And, and with a lot of spiritual discernment. These people know what they're talking about. We Pentecostals ain't the smartest Christians out there. Or whoever we say we are. Amen? So I say, well, Lord, let's join up with them people. Let me get around them and see what they know. See how they're approaching it. And see if we can come into agreement. Let's work together on this. And break this stuff up. Amen? And allow God to come in and help these situations now he did give me a scripture we're going to pray here how much how are we doing over there okay all right so so um he did give me scripture to to um uh understand where he's coming from about the mixture ezekiel 22 starting in verse i guess Verse 22, verse 21, he says, Yea, I will gather you and blow upon you in the fire of my wrath, and you shall be melted in the midst thereof. As silver is melted in the midst of the furnace, so shall you be melted in the midst thereof, and you shall know that I, the Lord God, have poured out my fury upon you. So God's mad. 
he's not pleased with something. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, say unto her, Thou art the land that is not cleansed, hello, nor rained upon in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion ravening for prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Her priests have violated my law and have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and the profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean. And have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths and, and, I, and I am profaned among them. So we've dragged God down in the eyes of people. By not saying this is wrong and this is right. By tolerating homosexuals preaching in our pulpits. It says her prophets have dubbed them with untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining lies unto them, saying, Thus saith the Lord when I haven't spoken. How about this is for somebody on the internet all day long? The people of the land have uh, used oppression, exercised robbery, vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for a man. Now God's looking for somebody among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap. Why don't y'all say, that's me, God. Amen. Before me for the land that I should not destroy it, he says, but I found none. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. So the way to stop God's wrath is to pray. He's looking for somebody standing in the gap, he says. He's always looking for somebody. You know, we do good for a season, then we get a little something and go. Don't do the prayer time no more. Don't fast. Oh, my goodness, no, unless we want to fit in something. You understand what I'm saying? Craziness. It's craziness. So, so we need to repent, number one. So I asked the Lord to show me the root of this. And he took me all the way back to Adam and Eve. He said, he said this. He said, the reasons parents don't have control over their children and the government has taken control through the school system. Amen. You know, 40 years ago, there was no Department of Education. Every state and every city just did their schools the way the people wanted them to. They were local. Why do we need a Department of Education if this is the result? Just saying. See, everything the government does isn't to do us any good to do what they want to do. And they do what the God of this world tells them to do. Amen? So so anyway, he said the reason parents are being dishonored by the government, by the school system, by their own children, by all these fringe groups, these perverted things are coming and the parents have no say, is because they have dishonored their parents. All the way back to the garden. Said all the way back to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve have been dishonored even in the church and especially by the church because we're the ones that preach. Huh? 
You ever heard any any preacher say, oh, Adam committed high treason? God said that's dishonor. He told me, he said, the average human being living now has no idea what Adam and Eve were like. So we're in no position to judge them. He said, we're fallen. They were perfect. How is the profane going to judge the holy? Huh? I've heard preachers say, "Ah, he never should have eaten that. He had to. See, you you think you're saved, but you got no concept of how a holy man is supposed to treat his wife. Adam vowed before God to leave God and cleave to her. I'm going to say it again. He said it before God to leave God, that's father and mother, and cleave to the wife. Why? Because he had full confidence that God would honor his disobedience and bring them back at some point. Adam had that much sense. The average preacher, if he can't get along with his wife, he's looking for somebody else. So don't tell me you can judge. You can't judge Adam. So Lord told me we gotta repent for that. Listening to it, tolerating it, even repeating it. It's a common thing to say anymore. To blame, point the finger at perfect people. Like we would do better. You have no clue what their life was like. God said, don't judge in things you don't know about. So we need to renounce this curse of dishonoring parents. That's the third commandment. Things will go well with you and you will live long in the earth. That's why things aren't going well with people, especially with families. They've disintegrated. Adam and Eve at least knew how to keep their family together. We need to honor them because they kept the blood covenant with God. They didn't ever let that knowledge of God be extinguished from the earth. They taught it to their children, their grandchildren. They lived 900 years long enough to teach many generations how to connect with God and how to worship God and how to honor God. And they need to be honored for that and many other things. Amen. That we don't know, we don't understand, but, but as our forefathers and as our parents, our first parents, we need to honor them as such because God commands it. And so it can go well with us. So we can start seeing some of this nonsense reversed. I thought all these confused people. Now we got people in our government, secretary of this, secretary of that, earning six figures and they're not doing anything. Then people are mentally ill. Because that's a mental illness to look in the mirror and call yourself something and you don't see that in the mirror. Something's wrong. You're not fit to lead anybody in a government. You need to go sit down somewhere until you straighten out. People who dress their children up, men, boys dressing up in girls' clothing. The parents need to put shame on them for doing that. That's not funny. It's not cute. Because that's how it gets started. What you approve of, if you tell a boy he looks cute and you approve of that, you're changing him, right? Before his, oh, he's confused already. You need to shut your mouth and dress him up like a boy. 
some of these these people that children you your boy has nice hair, good hair. If y'all know what I'm talking about. You let it grow long and then it's in a ponytail and then he says, I'm a boy or a girl. Stop it. We need to repent and bring back holiness everywhere. Start with the pulpit. Start with the ministers. Ministers need to tell the truth about homosexuality as an abomination and why. Because it breaks God's law of life. Those people cannot live long. That's why they have sexually transmitted diseases and die of AIDS and all that kind of stuff. Why? They would live long if somebody would tell them the truth and tell them God loves him. He didn't make you like that. We're to show love to everybody. Amen. We don't look for adulterers to ordain them. Do we? We shouldn't. We don't look single out any kind of sexual, I mean, any kind of sin and put a sanction on it except homosexuality. Why? Because we've been intimidated by the devil not to speak against it. We need to pray for God to grant the homosexual repentance. The transgender person, grant them repentance, Lord. He knows how to do it. He just needs to get his people to ask him to do it. Reveal their true identity to them. Many gays are groomed so that that they won't be allowed in the schools, so that this should not be allowed in schools and other areas where children are vulnerable. You don't let grooming come in. You don't let people come in from the outside and portray themselves as normal to children when they're not. Draw a bloodline around these schools, around daycare centers, colleges. And compel these Ivy League schools to return to their Christian roots. Amen. All the ones that are teaching perversion and hate speech and, and liberal and, and all this and, you know, critical race theory and systemic racism, all this stupid stuff. Everybody that's preaching that kind of stuff, those schools started out as Christian. Harvard, Yale, all the Ivy League schools, they were Christians. God's money put them schools together. And he wants them back. He wants them in that. We learned that when we were down in Toledo. That school that, that in that church that well I'm not going to say the name and I don't even remember the name but uh, it was a, a denomination mainline denomination like Presbyterian Lutheran something like that and the little woman pastor was bragging oh you're going to hear about it anyway but I have some homosexual members so we prayed about it and God said go on in there you know like we know he's not scared of anybody but do do you just make that decision yourself you don't. So we wouldn't have stepped in there unless God said, go ahead. And then the day came where we just watched them do. They got their literature in the lobby and all this kind of stuff flaunting who they are. And, you know, we didn't say anything. No, you can go get mad at people. I love people. But we prayed. We prayed in there for a good two years. And one day God said, give me my church back. And I said, cool. So we drove around we went up there everybody drove up there seven days drove around that that church broke the devil's power took it back for god 
not my building, for God. A month or two later, the church was up for sale. They sold it. After that, the, the pastor of that church that we were, we were sharing their facility, by then pandemic had started, and she called me and, and said, oh, we, we've moved into another building. You can move with us if you want to. I said, well, let me pray about it. Thank you so much for letting me know you moved. You need to get out of there. Show building no way. And I said, where are you located? Oh, we're in a strip mall. It's good. Go home next. You understand? You ain't doing nothing for God. Sick of being nice to crazy people. Crazy people have taken over this world. And they're not doing anything productive. Why? Because we sit back and watch. Amen. I'm talking about the church in general. The non-praying, non-believing, non-signs and wonders, false prophecy church. You'll never get the devil under your control when you're eating, like Ezekiel 22 says. No, you say God's telling you something, he told you that. Stop prophesying lies. Amen. Let's start getting with the real thing. So, okay, so we're going to pray. Well, y'all pray in the spirit. You know the deal. Father in heaven, we thank you. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We come to you asking you, Father, to forgive us our sins. Forgive us, Lord. Prayerlessness. Just watching the devil do his thing. And he's been very, very busy. We all know that, Father. But I thank you that revelation and exposure come from you. I thank you, Father, for exposing this to us and showing us what we must do in order to get things under your authority and under your control. We honor you. We love you. Thank you, Lord. Father, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, the sins of our forefathers, the sins of ministers who have spoken against our parents, Adam and Eve, as far back as the garden, Lord. You said that if we would, if we would expose the root and curse the root, you could kill the fruit and kill the tree. So we curse this root of dishonoring parents worldwide in the name of Jesus. We ask you to forgive us, Lord, for for criticizing Adam and Eve, for criticizing our parents, for criticizing forefathers. That is not honor. That is dishonor. That's disobedience to your word. We want to live long. We want it to go well with us. We want to honor those who have given us life, who have given us birth, who have encouraged life in us, Father. We want to honor our parents. We want to honor those those ones who have brought us here to this place and this time who are responsible. We ask you to forgive us, Lord. We ask you to forgive us, Father. We ask you to forgive us for judging things that we are in no position to judge. We are unholy vessels compared to Adam and Eve. And we attempt to judge them, Father, according to our poor standards. Forgive us. We don't know what we're doing. Forgive the homosexuals. They don't know what they're doing. Forgive the transgenders. They don't know what they're doing. Forgive the people who encourage this behavior. They don't know what they're doing. 
forgive this land, Father. Heal this land. Come into this land, Father, and begin to build anew. Start a new foundation, Father, for your church to build on. Start a new foundation for families to build on. Start a new foundation of honoring you as our Heavenly Father and honoring the brethren as our brothers and sisters for honoring the household of faith, for honoring God and His people, Lord, for honor. Thank you, Lord, that we will honor one and hold each other in high esteem and keep the devil under our feet, Father. We know he hates it when we love and honor one another. But, Father, we want to get this right. And we thank you that the curse is broken. The curse of dishonoring parents is broken. In the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus over this work and over these churches and over your families, Lord. We plead your precious blood over every single church that's doing your will. And, for Father, for those that you want to shut down, shut down and close down because the devil runs up, we agree with that in the name of Jesus. We don't love anything more than we love you. And, Father, we thank you that you're raising up a group of people who will speak your word and speak your truth only. You're raising up a pure church without spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. And it begins now. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over this work. We plead the blood of Jesus over the work of the church. We draw a bloodline over families, around families, around churches, around holy things that the enemy would not intrude upon them. We cast down and cast out these spirits that infiltrate the church in Jesus' name. These wicked, perverse spirits that infiltrate the church, we cast you down. You will not cross the bloodline in the name of Jesus. We forbid you by the power of the shed holy blood of Jesus. You will not cross that bloodline. Not again. Never again. No more. No more. No more. And we kick you out of every church that you're dwelling in right now in Jesus' name. We cast you out in the name of Jesus. We cast you out. You foul, unclean spirits. We cast you all out in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father. Do a work in the hearts of men like never before, Lord. Do a holy work in the hearts of men like never before. Do a work among your people. Do a work among the sinners. Do a work among the lost, Father. Let them hear your truth, Lord. Let them hear your truth, Father. Let them hear your truth, Lord. Give them ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Give them ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to them, Father. Give them ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to them, Lord. And we will not be blinded. We will not be tone deaf. We will not be deafened. We will hear. We will see. And we will feel. And we will know, Father, that you are working in our midst. And we are converted, Lord, and healed as a land in Jesus' name. Convert the souls in this land and heal this land, Father, in Jesus' name. Convert the souls in this land, Lord, and heal this land in Jesus' name. Convert the souls in this land and heal this land. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the 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 name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
praise you. We adore you, Lord. Have mercy on us, Lord, in our ignorance. Have mercy on us in our disobedience. Have mercy on us in our indifference, Father. Have mercy on us in our arrogance and pride. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us, Jesus. Have mercy. Have mercy. have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona. She can't get me. And I don't have. And it don't have me. And I thank you, Father, that by the stripes of your son, Jesus, we are healed. This land is healed. 